Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. This very evening, we're going to deal with almost what actually Pastor Godwin covered in Word of Exhortation. When he talked to me about something the Lord told him, I said, well, that's exactly the way the Lord is leading. The reason being, this is probably maybe like singing an old song. But it's so because of the demand, because of comments and requests from our members as well as those online. And I thank God for that. I thank God for really stirring our spirit up. Because most of us are going out there and presenting the raw, undiluted truth and nothing more than that. And they're being confronted with this devilish doctrine. And many of them are asking, what guideline, what actually can they use, any other thing to present, to counter this bitter confrontation of evil doing. You wonder why. And I know I used to be that one. Many of us are still that one. Maybe I'm still that way. I wonder why human beings love evil. Have you ever thought about it? Why do we actually relish and cherish doing evil? That's the one that we love. And that's the one we just bow to. So this evening, we're going to talk about the same thing we'll be dealing with. The hardened heart that actually, what? Hinders us from any transformation or readiness. That heart that must be changed. That's the situation right now. That heart. Let me ask this question. For someone who is insisting on his enemy dying, because most of you have, you have said you've been confronted that. I thank God that many of you now know that you are all evangelists. And God has called you to get out there and do what? Speak the language. And some of you have called to say, we're confronting this. It's so heavy. But it's so simple. The Lord will explain all that to us today. Why do you think somebody that is actually resisting, staying away from doing evil, why is he doing it? They're not ready to change. But what would you actually say about that individual from the beginning? That individual has never, never been born again. That is why God told me that 99% of all in his church, and some people may not like that, they don't know him. Because to know God is actually where? In the heart. The transformation must be that in the heart, not on your mouth. You know, the reason why God started a new covenant or a new testament is what? Can anybody tell me? Let's read that. Jeremiah, please, that 131. We're not going to be too long. Jeremiah 31, 31. Yes. Behold, the day is come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel mm -hmm. and with the house of Judah. Yes. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was a husband. Now, let's stop right there. 
Why did God authorize a new covenant or testament? One, the, other, the, the old one was what? Broken. Please, let's get it. Because you're going to go out there, you confront people. You are trying to teach. They will confront you. The old one was broken. The old one was completely disregarded by the people. Why? 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 The wickedness of man. Please. You don't, the reason why they went the other way is what? Because of the wickedness of the heart. And that's still existing today. That's very shocking. It's the wickedness of the heart. God said, you know what? I will not strive with man anymore. Because all his heart is continually what? Think wicked and evil. I will give them in law and he will change it. And turn it the other way around. That's why anyone who does not have this new heart, the heart of Christ, the heart of compassion, the heart of love, this heart that will mourn and pray for his enemy that is suffering and having problems, that individual has not changed. I, I will, that individual has not because the transformation has not happened. That's why many, many years ago, when we talked about born again, which everybody claims to be. Because everywhere you go, I'm born again. Don't worry about it. I know about you. You don't worry about it. That's your problem. But see, God watches the heart. Except that heart has changed and becomes what? The heart of God. That's why I said, you better God up and get a new heart. Leave me Ezekiel, please, 1831. Ezekiel 1831. Cast away from you all your transgressions whereby you have transgressed, and make you a new heart mm -hmm. and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Without a new heart and without a new spirit, the person is dead. That's what he's saying. Because that individual is old. This is the situation I'm just trying to tell you right now. One who is still calling upon God to kill his enemies. Listen to me. And all the die by fire and the Holy Ghost fire Return to the, what? No, back to what? Back to the sender. My enemy die. All those things at the heart, just an expression of a heart of what? A wicked, untransformed, uncircumcised heart. That's all that everybody needs to know about that because one whose heart has changed will not do that. And that's why, leave me Ezekiel, please, 11, 19, and 20. Ezekiel 11, 19, and 20. Yes. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, mm -hmm. and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. So if we tell that very new heart, the person is who? Is that person a child of God? That's what he's saying. Without it, they cannot be my people. Without that new heart. Why? The heart of one who is actually desirous for God must be as God. That's why Jesus Christ said in Matthew 5, 48, he said, be you also perfect in love, and that's in your heart, as your father is. Without it, you will never have anything to do with God because Amos 3 tells us, he said, two cannot work together except they are in agreement. God cannot operate a different frequency 
and the heart is a different frequency and we think it's going to join, it will not work. No matter the circumstances, no matter the affliction, no matter the, the challenge that anybody has. That's why, that's why even the scripture, give me Romans 2.9 please. Romans 2.9. Yes. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil. Of the Jews first and also of the Gentiles. Tribulation and anguish every soul of man that does evil. In fact, more tribulation and anguish on every soul of man that retaliates. Because that individual is actually more evil than the other one. But you see, this is our problem, please. And because people have asked for this, that's why I'm dealing with it. That will help us. So when you go there, be armed. And be able to show them where it is in the word of God. You see, most of us, we are that snake that's described in two keys. The snake shares of what? New old skin and present the new one. That's most of us. We wear the new thing outwardly. But inwardly is what God is looking And that's what God is searching. That's why Paul said, read me Romans 2, please, 28, 29. Romans 2, 28 and 29. Yes. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Mm -hmm. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he's a Jew, which is one inwardly. inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Circumcision is that the heart. Whoever is a Christian, Pastor Godwin was saying, is the one who is a Christian what? Come on now. The one who is a Christian inwardly. Because whatever that is inside radiates out. Are you, are, you, are you with me here? That's why Christ was just telling the, the, the Pharisees, give me Matthew 23, please, 25 to 28. Matthew 23, 25 to 28. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Mm. You blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup, and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like unto whitest sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within, full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness. Even so you are outwardly, appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Now, everyone listening, the most important thing you know for someone who is of God is the one who stops deceiving himself. Whatever it is. Because God cannot be mocked. There is no other way we can do it. Except the way he said it has to be done. So our heart is the beginning of everything. As a matter of fact, it's the end of everything. That's why Proverbs 4.23, we know that very well, right? Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. You cannot move to the next step of being born again, except this heart, first of all, changes. This heart must change completely. This heart must start crying and begging God for forgiveness for those who have hurt the person. That's how you can identify with Christ, because you and Christ must be one for anything to happen. In the, otherwise, there is no relationship whatsoever that's going there. So when you deal with the individual this way, then move and try to prove these points. Number one, ask that individual. I'm just giving you right because when it confronts you, don't call me. Just deal with it. 
ask the individual calmly and nicely. Because what we're talking about is not condemnation. You know one thing? People just, whenever you say things like, ah, no, you are very harsh and you are condemning. That's not condemnation. If the truth amounts to condemnation, so let me be the one who condemns. You see, Jesus Christ didn't condemn anyone. He just tells you the truth. And he tells us one thing. But whoever actually departs from this truth, you know the truth, or you have read the truth, or you should have known the truth, but then you decide to depart from it. That's why he said you don't want thing. That is what is condemnation. Read me, please. John 3, 19. John 3, 19. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Because their deeds were evil. Read me John 12, 46, 48, or 47. John 12, 46, and 48. You can even go to 47, that's all. Okay. John 12, 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. Mm -hmm. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. 48. He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. The same shall judge him in the last day. Because why? The question then comes to you as a person. Does God change? Please take this step step by step now, and deal with those you confront. Ask the individual, does God ever change? Most of them will tell you what? No. They'll say what? No. no. There, you, can, you could even raise your case if you, if you want to, but you may, you may have to continue because some of them are hard, hardened. What? Their ear. God does not change. If actually God says one thing today, and turns around is not the same thing tomorrow. God has changed. And if God changes, that's the end of it. It's no longer God. That's why he said, well, my ways are different from your own. You may just say something and you lie. But I'm God. I do not lie. I remain the same. Read me Malachi, please. 3.6. Malachi 3.6. For I am the Lord. I change not. I Therefore, change you not. sons of Jacob are not consumed. That's the first step you take. If God does not change, how could he change the word he spoke in the Old Testament and now suddenly in the New Testament he, he had changed because Christ had come? It's impossible for God to change. Because why? Not that he cannot change because it's God. He can do whatever that pleases him. But he swore. God swore that he would never change because otherwise he would be like a man. And that's why who was a Prophet like Bal, Bal <laughs> read me no Numbers 23, 19, please. Numbers 23, 19. Yes. God is not a man mm -hmm. that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Please make note of this. Thing. Has he said and he did not do it? So there is no way God can say he didn't do it. Read me Isaiah, please, 55. 8 to maybe 11, that's fine. Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and returns not thither, but watereth the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, mm -hmm. it shall not return unto me voice, 
but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it. It shall not return to me void. No matter what, if I've spoken, I've spoken. That's God telling us that. It will not, I'm not going to change. The reason being this, God and his word are the same. If God's word fails, God has failed. And we know that the ancient of days, he does not what? He neither changes nor fails. It'll be Matthew 24, please, 35. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not shall pass not. away. So that's one point you present to anyone. Listen to me. The second one, and these are many questions. Does God contradict himself? I'm asking. No? God does not contradict himself. So how could God say in the Old Testament? And let's look at it right now. God cannot contradict himself. And that's why he sent his only begotten son for a new covenant, a new testament. He said, I will not send myself because I've sent prophets. I've sent teachers. They would come. And yet these people will not take on unto them. I will do that which I have to do. God cannot change all the way from Genesis. This God told us nobody should ever take vengeance. Nobody should call upon me to kill anybody. Because if you call upon me to kill anybody, I'll turn around and I'll kill you many times. Because everyone that created in my image was what? My own child. How many of you here would ever want to see his own child killed? Think about it. We're talking about God who loves more than you. He loves us so much that he gave himself to die for us. God cannot contradict us. So when you're presenting this thing, please let people know. And when they go and listen to you carefully, and you give them the scriptures where it is, they will understand. And I pray that they will understand. In Genesis, read me Genesis 4.15. Genesis 4.15. And I'm going to give you just a few scriptures that God cannot, it's impossible for him to contradict himself. And the Lord said unto him, therefore, whosoever slays Cain, Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Mm -hmm. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. All the way, Genesis, you see this, this situation, God knew these things would come up. I'm not talking about where even God said, you know, vengeance belongs to me. From Genesis, he told us nobody should ever touch Cain. My child committed something wrong. I have punished him, but it's not for you because you are not the judge. If you do so, you have become the judge. And none of us is a judge. We are all seeking for his own destiny. It is appointed unto a human being to die first. Then judgment. Not by you to judge. Because already if you do that, if you kill him, you have already judged. If you pray against your enemy, you have already judged. I, does anybody have a problem with that? Because when you kneel down and pray and calling God against your enemy, you have already judged. And God does not want that to happen. So in Genesis 4.15, it said, don't ever you do that. But look at even Genesis 49. You see from 5 to 7, where God cursed who? Simeon and his brother for taking vengeance. Go ahead. Genesis 49.5 to 7. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Mm -hmm. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Mm. Oh, my soul, come now down into their sacred, unto their assembly. My honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. 
Cost be their anger, Cost. for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them. I will scatter them. There is no point waiting that this is, I'm telling this is God, the same God saying, because they took vengeance, I will have nothing to do with them. And then you go ahead. Also, we're talking about Genesis, the beginning of beginning of Bible, that God is saying all this to us. And then read me Leviticus 19, 18. Leviticus 19, 18. Mm -hmm. You shall not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Do not take vengeance whatsoever. Deuteronomy 32, 35, please. Deuteronomy 32, 35. Please take note because you are going to teach this. Sense. You'll be confronted, I'm telling you. You'll be confronted because our people have perfected what? Evil prayers. No matter whatever you tell them, no, 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 no. They just want to kill. We don't build, but we like to kill. But God is saying, build rather than kill. Go on, please. To me belongs vengeance and recompense. Their food shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. Make haste. Vengeance is my own. Leave that alone. Now, that is why we're talking about, when you talk about the new covenant, why God did that. That's why God is saying, you know, my covenant, they broke. They did not keep that covenant. So I have to come with a new one. Even saying, you should never take vengeance. You see exactly what happened to David. David was able to cry unto God because Abigail prevented David from doing what? Come on, tell me. From doing what? From killing a family, for taking vengeance. And David just said, whoa. Can you go ahead and read me for Samuel, please, 25? She can say for 33 to 35. That's fine if you. First Samuel 25 from 33 to 35. And blessed be your advice. And blessed be you who has kept me this day from coming to shed blood mm -hmm. and from avenging myself, myself with my own hand. For in very deed. It's all right. We just even ride there alone. That's, that's what I want. From avenging myself with my own hand. Whenever you take vengeance, you have taken matters into your own hands. And if you take matters into your own hands, the Holy Spirit leaves. You're on your own. That's what I'm trying to tell anybody right now. When anything happens or somebody confronts, and this is going to be a test everywhere you go. In fact, even when we live here, you may be confronted with the same test. That something, the enemy sends someone to come and really offend you. And that's when the real test comes. It's not a question of we're here talking now, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when actually you are so insulted, when you are so pushed to the wall, all of a sudden you remember I said, that old stuff will come again. But there is something, the Spirit of God telling you, come on, stop. Don't do this. But again, you will not listen to that one. After performing, after doing what you have to do, then you go home and say, Lord, I... I I, all these things I've been hearing, please have mercy. And sometimes God said, this foolish boy, I will be having mercy, having mercy all the time, but can't you just do what is right? Restrain yourself. Have that spirit of the living God that we've been singing to restrain you. And then you'll be able to win. Are you following me? That's exactly the same thing that happened. 
that actually when Solomon, remember Solomon, I'm bringing all this right now before we go to the next one. When Solomon prayed his prayer unto God for understanding, God just actually made a very impactful statement. Do you understand that? Read me 1 Kings 3, please. 9 to 11. 1 Kings 3, 9 to 11. Yes. Therefore, give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may descend between good and bad. For who is able to judge this your so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord mm -hmm. that Solomon has asked this thing. And God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, mm -hmm. neither have asked riches for yourself, nor has asked the life, the life of, of your enemies. enemies. This is the same God. Please listen to me. This is the same God. And why he sent his only begotten son. He did not ask for the life of your enemies, Solomon. If you did, I would not have answered you. Because God cannot be associated with evil. So, but then, the question you are going to see here, I mean, every moment be confronted with be, what of all these provisions in the Old Testament? Please listen to me. It's going to happen. And some of them will stay on it forever and ever. And a lot of times it's of no use you arguing with some of them because there's no point. They will not listen because obviously they don't want to listen to Christ. How would they listen to you? But show them exactly what they have there. The Old Testament in Exodus 20 and 21. 20, if you read it, is a commandment what? All the commandments of God. 20. Can you read one? Exodus 20 verse 1. Yes. And God spoke all this was saying, I'm the Lord your God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That is the beginning of commandments. But look at, because of time, look at Exodus 21. Exodus 21, 1. Now, these are the judgments. These are the judgments for governance. Which you shall say before them. That's where you pick the eye for an eye and tooth for tooth and head for head and whatever anybody who takes away one hair of you, just take ten. That's what judgment God called it. Judgment, his statutes, his ordinances. Moses, these are the judgments for society what? Governance. Otherwise, you see, if you look at most of us we pick something, those really ones we want to use. To go and kill our enemies, not the way to live. Blah, blah, blah. Whichever tongue that is raised against me shall be brought to what? Come on, you guys all know it now. Condemnation. But, but, but why do we leave others? Give me 15 and 17. Exodus 21, 15 and 17. Yeah, yes, sir. And he that smites his father or his mother shall be surely put You should to have killed all of them since a long time ago. This is the, the rule for the society for them to at that time. Keep going. And he that steals a man and sells him, or he, if he put found in if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. Uh -huh. And he that cursed his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Whoa. By this time, I don't think we will have any child left. No, this is a situation. But you see, people, the people, of, no, this is a very obvious thing, okay? By this time, but we took those ones we think are enemies, but we don't know we are on, we are on enemies. We would have killed everyone now. 
And they keep missing it, and they quote David after all, Psalm, this one said, that one, this and that. But they ignored the one who came from heaven and said, you have heard. In those days, that's what they told you, because they mixed it up. That's why we went to say what? Why did God command a new covenant? Because they broke. They did not follow him. He said, I will make a new one then. Are, are, you, are, you, are you all following me? So that's why I made the new covenant. And Pastor Gordon had dealt with who is Christ, actually. But let me put it this way. I believe in Christ. I'm a liar. I'm a liar if I don't do the works of Christ. Listen to me. Forget about all this things we're talking about. I'm a Christian. We work to be a Christian. Everybody's a Christian and born again. We're, most of us are all liars. And I'm not talking about people here. In churches. Everywhere. Because we don't abide, what? In the word of Jesus Christ. If I am your disciple, then I do whatever you tell me to do. If I'm not, because if I hate you, I disobey you. Are you following me? Read me John, please, 14, 24. John 14, 24. Yes. He that loves me not keeps not my sins. That's it. Who, he that loves me not is what? He that hates me. Well, after all, didn't he say that whoever is not with me is what? He's against me. So, if I don't do the works of Christ, I don't work with him. Who is a disciple? Pastor Godwin was asking. Read me John, please, 8.31. John 8.31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, yes. you are my disciples indeed. Otherwise, you're not. I didn't write this in last, I mean, a few minutes ago. Read me John 15.14, please. John 15.14. 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Simple. You are my friends. Otherwise, don't call yourself my friend. The reason being this. Whoever goes contrary to the word of Christ, especially when it comes to love, I'm saying now, is an antichrist. Those preaching feel-good doctrine, which is not the truth, are all antichrist. I am telling you, who is an antichrist? Someone against the word of Christ, right? So I don't know how to... That's why the scripture told us that whoever does not have the son... Read me, please. What is that? First John 5, 20 to 22. First John 5, 20 to 22. And we know that the son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know him who is true mm -hmm. and we are in him who is true in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Keep yourself from idols. Amen. Keep yourself from idols. Anything that is not of him, stay away from it. So, I've thought about what? We've thought about God does not change. God does not contradict himself. Why actually we have a new covenant, a new testament? And except this very new covenant is written on our heart. We don't know him. Christ came to tell us one thing. Do not worry about material things you see. Behold, the kingdom of God is here. Whatever happens, it has to be there. It's not what? The law of God written on our mouth. And that's why he said he hates those who worship him with their mouth. But their heart. Read me Matthew 15, 8 to 9, please. 
Matthew 15, 8 to 9. Yes. These people draw near to me with their mouth mm -hmm. and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. That's why the pastor, and I have said it here before, my prayer, and that, let it be your own prayer, because you cannot, you cannot deceive God. My prayer is that, look, whatever actually is in my heart is what will come out of my mouth. That whatever actually comes out of my heart, then let it be what I do during the day and at night. Examine yourself that way, otherwise you are deceiving yourself. It has to be the same. When the mouth and the heart are in conflict and not in agreement, the person is dead. Because you are lying to who? yourself. That's a problem. You're not lying to God. You can't change God. God is there. And that's one other thing you need to let everybody know. When you talk to them about this prayer and this and that. Except that heart, which Christ said is clean and pure. We know in what? In Matthew 5, 8. That nobody shall see who? The Lord. God is holy. And without holiness and righteousness, nobody shall see God. And let me tell you one thing, there's no one who retaliates with evil that can tell me his heart is clean. It's not possible. Except that goes. God is holy. Leviticus 19.2 tells us that. Leviticus 19.2. Yes. Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Where does holiness begin? the heart. Please, that's why when our worship leader actually started, I said, God, thank you very much. You will speak to us different ways. He talked about heart. The heartbeat of the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit give us a new heart. Many of us still here. We don't have that new heart. And I'm crying right now. If the Holy Spirit comes and gives you that new heart, you become like a baby. The things of this world mean nothing to you. You will succeed. But I can tell you right now that nothing can overcome you without heart. The heart of love and compassion, without it, you don't know God. Because God is love. There's no way you can eliminate it. And God is love and also God is forgiveness. Because there is no love without forgiveness. Are we, are we, am I talking to everybody now? There's no love without forgiveness. So, he said, speak to them. I am holy. Read me First Peter, please. One. You can read 15 to 16. First Peter 1, 15 to 16. But as he who called you is holy, mm -hmm. you also be holy in all your conduct. All your conduct. Yes. Because it is written, be holy. For I am holy. Because be written, be holy, for I am holy. So when Christ came, and we're going, that's why I told you it's going to be short because we'll have a short meeting. When Christ came, he told us one thing. He said, you know one thing? This New Testament I'm bringing must be written on your heart. And that's why he was telling us in John 4, 23 to 24, he said, the time has come, and behold, that this is that time. The true worshippers, they worship God, what? In truth and in spirit, because God is spirit. But some of these people will jump and tell you, and they're going to confront you with this. Please don't, don't, 
Don't get offended. Calm down when they say that. They tell you, they'll turn around. You know, before they'll be praying, my enemy, that man, my uncle died. My uncle died. Everybody die by fire. Fall and die. Fall by die and die. And they, 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 they forget one thing. If everybody dies, they, they're also dead. But one thing I'm saying is, is they, will they know what they do this time. They will tell you and say, no, we're not actually praying against human beings. Our people know how to deceive themselves. We are praying against the devil. And then this happened also somewhere. The, well done. You are praying against the devil. But do you know the devil is a spirit? They said yes. And you are praying for the spirit to die? It is impossible. Let's not deceive ourselves from that. You have been praying for your enemy to die. Now somebody saying, look, come on. You need to look and search the word of Christ. He said, ah, okay, no, no more now. What we are doing is that we are rebuking and praying for the devil to die. The devil will not die. The devil is the spirit of God. There's only one way to get the devil to flee from you. And that's in what? In James 4, 7, right? James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from and you. And he will flee from you. Resist the devil and submit force to God, and he'll flee from you. We're about closing. But what I want to do is, whenever you go, you have enough right now to deal, and the situation comes to be. The last thing you will ask the individual, which Pastor Godwin brought, brought forth, who are you? And that always throws them. Who are you? They say, I'm, I'm a Christian. I know that I called someone that says, you're a pastor, they said, you're a bishop. You're a bishop of Christ. Ambassador for Christ, he said yes. And you are here arguing against Christ. Whenever anybody argues against what Christ is saying, the individual is disputing against Jesus Christ. And let him go to heaven and argue with him. And that's why he told us, whatever you do, stay away from disputes and argument. It doesn't do anybody any good. Because you know one thing, present the word when you go out the word of Jesus Christ and nothing more than that and show them where it is. Some, no matter what, even if I told you, you take that word and put it in their mouth and feed them very well, they will still not swallow it. They will still not swallow it. Because they still argue where they are. So the word of Jesus Christ stands forever. And you cannot dispute that. Read me please, Philippians, please. Two. 14 to 15. Philippians 2, 14 to 15. Do all things without complaining and, and disputing. disputing. If you see that person who is complaining and disputing, the individual has a problem. Let me tell you one thing that the difference that was awesome in El Paso. And I know that some people from El Paso are listening. I met people who asked questions because they wanted to know. Not because they wanted to dispute. You know, there are some people who will sit down and when the message is going on, they are not even listening to the message. We have had that here. I'm telling you, they're not listening to the message. You know what they're, you know what they're trying to do? They are putting together dispute and argue. Not, those things are their questions even. The, the argument. They just want to put something and fire will come and distract everybody. And that is something which happens all the time. But we handle that with love. He said, yeah, do everything with that. Go on, please. That you may become blameless, blameless. and harmless. Spotless and blameless. Children and of God without yes. fault mm -hmm. in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation 
among whom you shine as lights in the world. When we stop shining as lights in the world, then what? We're in darkness. That's why he said, read me Matthew 5, 16, please. Matthew 5, 16. Yes. Let your light so shine before men mm -hmm. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And glorify your Father in heaven. Read me First Peter 2, 12. First Peter 2, 12. Yes. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, mm -hmm. that when they speak against you as evildoers, yes. they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Do you know that the Gentiles always speak about as evildoers? Huh? No, seriously, they do. But let me tell you one thing. The enemy is within. is a more dangerous enemy. The enemy within. When I'm there, I'm serving Jesus Christ. I'm a minister, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going contrary to Christ. I am the worst enemy. And the one perpetuating violence against the kingdom of God. Because, you see, an atheist, somebody who doesn't know God, fine. You can just say that, hey, I don't care. That's no problem. But I'm here deceiving and lying and putting people in bondage. That's the biggest problem that I'm just trying to point out to you right now. But what's, what actually say the apostles and disciples? What did they say following Jesus Christ? Christ told us, which I don't want to read here, which we see. Say, look, no eye for an eye. Love your enemy. And you cannot do that except you are born again, transformed into the spirit of God. Because there's no way for you to have understanding. Except the spirit of God comes to do that. And there's no way for you to explain how the spirit of God will do it. But there's one thing you can explain. is to surrender. If you totally give everything and surrender to God, the spirit of God will come in. And will do exactly what Christ was telling Nicodemus. In John 3, he said, Nicodemus, look, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, hi. How would a man go back to the mother's house? Nicodemus, you don't understand. If you are willing, Nicodemus, the Spirit of God will come in and do the change. You will not even understand how it will go. But the apostles also told us, and we're going to close with that very quickly. He says, stay away from trouble. Give me Romans 12, please. Romans 12. I don't know if what. Read me on Legends 17 and 21. Romans 12, 17 and 21. Repay no one evil for evil. Mm -hmm. Have re regard for good things in the sight of all men. 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's the method of God. The devil and God are not the same. The devil has his own method. If I do the work of a devil, I am a child of the devil. Ah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that? Give me Romans 6, 16, please. Romans 6, 16. Mm -hmm. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you That's are that right. one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? If I obey the devil, that's doing the work of the devil, then the devil is my master. That's the one who is my master. That's the one I obey. The one you obey, that's where you're the master. That's why in John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, the only way you're going to be able to demonstrate that is to do and my will and obey me. And that's why John himself was saying in 1 John, please, 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. He who sins is of the devil. Because why? For the devil has sinned from the beginning. No, what? because of why? Oh, sorry. He who sins is of the devil. Why? 
Because whoever sins does the work of the devil. That's why he told us in Matthew, no, John 14, 12. He said, if you believe in me, the only way you can demonstrate that the works, read that please. John 14, 12. Most assured I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this he will do because I go to my father. Because a tree is known by what? By what you bear. It's not what we say. I can go about and walk all over the place. And let me tell you one thing. There's none of us here, even before the Lord called. And like I said, every day I'm looking up to God. Please have mercy. Have mercy. I don't claim to be good or perfect. I don't at all. There's one who judges. And let him judge. But you know one thing? If I say God now has touched me, God has touched me, and then I'm still the same way I used to be, I'm just deceiving myself and lying. Except that that's changed. There's no difference between me and a non-believer. If my change is 99.9%, I am an unbeliever. Because there's no partial what? Transformation. And Peter was telling us the same thing. Let me first Peter. First Peter 1.17, please. First Peter 1.17. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. In fear, because there's no partiality with God and there is no variableness. We know that one in James 1, James 1. 17. James yes. James 1, 17. Yes. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. There is no variation or turning. There is no change as far as God is concerned. And then it's, if you go to Galatians, read me Galatians, please, 5.15. Galatians 5. We're still talking about 15. disciples, what they did and what they but said. But if yes. you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. Lest you be consumed by one another. Vengeance brings in a cyclical, what? Saga of death. It does. Do me, I do you, God, no go verse. God is already vesting, but if I do you, you do me. My children will do, and the other ones will do. It will never come to an end until you wake up and say, devil, no more. I'm going to cut this thing off right now, and that's the end of it. And then the devil will run. Whenever you pick up, <laughs> whenever you are ready to fight me, I'm ready to fight you. And suddenly I said, my sister, I am sorry. What's the matter? Do you know the devil is put to shame? And he runs away. It's a psalm. But if I say, okay, I'm going to show you, you know, uh, I will show you paper. I will retaliate. But why, why do you think human beings will call something evil good? You know, we call it sweet what? Come on. Have you not called it sweet revenge? We're going to permit. You know, I've been thinking about this. And my goodness, I'll show him paper. You show him paper. And you call yourself a child of God. What's the difference between then you and who? The person who doesn't know God. It's the same thing. Because if I do what an unbeliever does, I am also an unbeliever. We're going to stop right here. But I thank God for everything. I pray that when you go out there, the Holy Spirit will minister to you and teach through you. That whole wonderful Father who is in heaven, that none will open their mouth against your word. Is your word, Lord, for who can contend with you and who can stand against you? Thank you, Father, who is in heaven, 
for teaching your children, for showing them, Lord, equipping the mighty God who is in heaven to go out there and do your work. We are all yours, mighty Father who is in heaven. It's only your word, Lord Jesus Christ, that's proclaimed. And we pray, Lord, that forever you will reign and the earth will tremble. Have your way in this place and all oh, let your name alone be magnified. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.